0: Ian quit his job back in March and then I quit my job back in September. So I mean this is a, a full pursuit mission. Us millennials
1: aren't known for our patience, but we know <laughs> we know that this is a marathon, not a sprint, and we know the benefits of reading, whether that's building empathy through fiction or nonfiction, just learning, growing your skill set, reducing stress. Yeah, I mean the list is endless.
2: From the Fox 6 Studios, this is definitely Milwaukee. Conversations with the movers and shakers that put our slice of Wisconsin on the map in the worlds of entertainment, business, sports, and more. I'm Carl Deffenbaugh. Here's a mind-boggling number for you. If you read just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you can finish 10 to 15 books in a year. a pair of Milwaukee guys are making access to books easier than ever. Think of it like Uber Eats for the library system. Ian Buchanan and Jacob Carlson are the co-founders of Helium Books, which launched in 2019 and brings the library to your doorstep in 48 hours or less. And for now, it's free of charge. It's all to foster a love of reading, something the guys feel so strongly about, they quit their respective careers to pursue this full-time. It's a fun conversation, and it's full of great recommendations for readers of all ages and of any interests. So let's start a new chapter with Ian and Jacob of Helium Books. Very happy to be joined by a pair of gentlemen doing a whole lot to up the reading level and uh, the imagination, the education for so many people around Milwaukee. Happy to be joined by Ian Buchanan and Jake Carlson here of Helium Books. And just so the listeners can uh, put a, a voice to a name, Ian, why don't you say hello and uh, just a little background on how you got started here with Helium?
1: Yeah, hello, Carl, and hello, listeners. Happy to be happy to be on the program here. Um, a little bit of background on myself, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in 2017, entered the, entered the workforce with the finance and accounting background and did a job that really aligned with those skill sets, but honestly never was really quite fulfilling. So I was always had that entrepreneurial spirit within me. We started a, Jacob and I started a yard care company in high school, carried it forward in the summers in college. So we've always been those kind of self-starting kind of people. I knew that's what I wanted to do long term, but I was just constantly looking for that next idea. And it kind of came to me in a flash, um, really serendipitously, when I was visiting a local library in the summer of 2017. Um, I tell this story a lot, because it's how the idea of helium came to be. It's I mean, I was looking for books, like I had a long list of books, and a lot of them weren't at my local library, which is Whitefish Bay. But they were within the system of the Milwaukee County libraries, like that all work together and share resources. So I either had two options, either put that book on hold that I wanted, wait days to maybe weeks to get it delivered to my home library, or travel to these libraries myself. So I figured if I'm having these issues, maybe other people are having these issues and it's inhibiting their desire to read. So why not start something that kind of takes all that work out of it? We'll source the books for you and we'll bring them to you. So the business models out there with you know similar things such as Uber Eats or DoorDash, and we're just applying it to books.
2: Very cool. And Jacob, so it sounds like you, you two go back a, a good ways here. How did you, Ian come to you with this idea? How did it kind of get off the ground from there?
0: Yeah, so yeah, we've been friends for a long, long yeah. time. And thank goodness we have a, a similar mindset in terms of how we think and how we operate, which has made working together and living together yeah. pretty pretty seamless. But I mean, he first had this idea prior to us living together and, you know, he would spend just a ton of, ton of time thinking out, planning everything just from like the operations standpoint to just like the marketing and brand building and, and how we wanted to bring awareness to helium books. And he kind of came to me in the summer of 2019. So we launched in September of 2019 and he just said, you know, point blank, uh, I'm really interested in having you, you know, come along as like a co-founder of Helium Books. And I was really interested, but obviously somewhat skeptical just because at the time, you know, I was working full-time, he was working full-time and really how do you strike that balance and also not give up or sacrifice, you know, personal mm-hmm. relationships and everything else that that you want to explore. So he came to me with this idea and we just spent like a full week just going into so much detail about everything he had and, you know, this just speaks volumes to just the type of person and character that Ian has just being uber, uber diligent and really detail oriented. So it really made it easy for me to to hop on board. not not to mention the great idea and obviously the great impact that that healing books could have and is currently having and will have in the future.
2: Why? Um, why books? Were you guys avid readers yourself? Ian? You said the idea kind of sparked at the library, but how did this uh, become the focus for both of you?
1: Yeah, so I mean, my background, I was never, I would never call myself a reader growing up, that's for sure, even going into college, I would read textbooks, and you know, that was enough reading for me, um, for sure. Um, But I knew that if I was going to continue to learn and continue to educate myself after the formal process was done through college, that books were the way to go, and there's so many books out there that, you know, align with your interest, and I mean, like I said, I had a whole list of books that I wanted to read, and that I wanted to get through, and that's kind of where it all started, just wanting to learn more and, you know, grow as an individual. And the easiest way to do that was through books and free books from the library. Yeah. yeah, what a
0: great tool to to gain perspective. I know one of the things, same thing with Ian, I really, outside like a summer reading program when I was a kid, reading really wasn't a priority or a hobby of mine at all. But, you know, recently it's been, you know, tremendous to gain valuable insight really to, to learn and grow from either you know, non-fictional stories that have happened, you know, in real life to other people, or even quite honestly, you know, those fictional stories and novels that are out there that you can take hold of and learn valuable lessons from and apply them to your life.
2: So, how does this actually work you guys get told me a little bit about it it's uh is it a partnership with the milwaukee library system how if, if people are listening and want to actually check this out how does it happen
1: it's really a, we try to make it as simple as possible so you can go to our website heliumbooks.com you can go to the rent books page fill out a form it probably the whole process probably takes less than five minutes to let us know what books you want and kind of all the work starts for us on the back end so we are not currently as affiliated with the milwaukee library system Officially, but we are working on that and it's been it's been a long process, but we know that's definitely going to be something that we need to. You need to have that partnership, if you want to move forward and scale to the level that we're looking to. But getting back to the process they they submit their order we look at what libraries have those books available we go pick them up and we deliver them to your house. And being that you know all the libraries are really in our backyard in Milwaukee county we can guarantee 48 hour delivery so. You get those books right now our service is totally free Um, won't be for much longer, but it has been since we've started, and
0: we can get those books to you fast.
2: Nate and do people have to have their own (laughs) a card membership, or is that all through you guys as well.
0: No, so that you do not need a library card so that's really all through through us so it's it's really like reading made easy like all you honestly have to do Carl and and listeners is, again, go to the the website healingbooks.com you already have the book and author in mind, fill out the form and within 48 hours poof, that helium magic is going to bring you that book and drop it off at your doorstep or wherever the location that, that you want to to have it be dropped off at Imagine
2: yeah. a hot air balloon just landing in your front yard with all the books you could possibly want right. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah,
1: and, and worth imagining that they are library books too so they do have to be returned but we handle that process for
2: you just fill out another quick form on our website and we'll come pick them up for you. Yep. interesting and at this point I, I know there's there's growth that you guys want to do at this point is this you guys driving all over tarnation to deliver these books or how's this actually happening
0: yeah it's just us two <laughs> yeah pretty much doing it every afternoon yeah but we love it that's yeah awesome. we'd rather be being busy driving and, and dropping off and picking up books than not than not yeah it's a good busy yeah. yeah
2: yes that's true what do you what do you guys do in the car as you're like traveling all over and seeing all these different nooks and crannies of the city I listen to music and also yeah, yeah podcasts and everything
0: else too. <laughs> yeah, Anything to kind of stay busy, but yeah, you get to know Milwaukee exceptionally, oh, yeah. like the back of your hand, yeah, yeah nearly Absolutely.:
2: Well, let's uh, get into a little bit of what you guys have enjoyed too. Are you guys more fiction, more nonfiction guys? Yeah. What have been some of the things that you've discovered?
1: Yeah, for me personally, I, I tend to gravitate towards nonfiction. Um, I hate to call it, I hate the self-help genre, but that's probably what I'm reading most of the time. It's just trying to develop skills and tools to, you know, grow into the person I want to become. But when I do want to just relax and like take a break, I really like some some nonfiction, really like sci-fi stuff. I really I really like space. I don't know why. I don't know where that came from, but you know, anything that's Andy Weir the Martian and then he had a new one called Artemis that I really read, really enjoyed and read recently. But yeah, mostly nonfiction for
0: me. Yeah. Same same theme. Nonfiction for me and like probably my my favorite author is malcolm gladwell just his unique storytelling abilities and just like i don't know the stories that he actually finds too and is able to like interweave within each other and tell this like bigger picture and paint this better story for us it's as the reader it's it's a the definition of a page turner you always hear people about like novels like oh you know they're just going in flipping pages just really enjoying the story but for me, same thing with with Malcolm Gladwell and, and his nonfiction books. And he has a lot of them
2: out there. Yeah, he's a fascinating thinker, too. Every time I hear yes. him, just the way he approaches different subjects is, is really interesting, for sure. Um, yeah. Any good stories that come to mind from the guys from the early goings of this? Uh, anyone that you've come across or met as you're yeah. dropping off books or any particular books that kind of stood out?
1: Not so much book-related, but I can think of the day we launched. Or I'll still remember September 3rd, 2019 we have this form on our website. It just stopped working. And, you know, that's your nightmare. And you're just waiting for orders to come through. And you're like, I don't know if people are trying to order, if it's just radio silence, but even if they were, they can't. And it's just, you know, those things that pop up every now and again when you're trying to get something off the ground, but I don't know if you've had any.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily. Yeah. (laughs) I'll share a fun story, not horror stories here, but I think for me, like the initial takeaway was like the overwhelming amount of support that, I personally and and us collectively, as you know, a friendship and as healing books got from friends and family. So I think that I mean was essential just to like our growth and knowing that this was what we are supposed to be doing. I think even more recently, you know, just reflecting on 2020, Ian quit his job back in March, and then I quit my job back in September. So I mean, this is a, a full pursuit mission that we're kind of pursuing both of us and just having our friends and family rally behind us and obviously support healing books but then also again individually is astronomical you need that yeah i mean especially us given that we've
1: never done anything like this before and we're just kind of jumping off a ledge into this
0: yeah because it's you're treading water so it's there's so much new space and everything that you're still figuring out and honestly it's nice not to be doing it alone you know physically with you know a business partner but then to you know that community behind you
2: i'm sure that's a huge leap and and can be a scary one to take of course how have you guys kind of processed and handled some of the some of the waves some of the choppy waters of being an entrepreneur and getting something like this off the ground
1: i think it's just i mean i would go back to what jacob says that support system We always have people to lean on and then also i think we're just really confident in ourselves and our abilities and our direction and our strategy um and it just being validated through our growth and through that, you know, that network that keeps growing, that Helium family, as
0: we call it, that continues to show us support and and love, and knowing that this is like the strategy that that we have been implementing, that we are continuing to do so, and knowing that it will yield the results, maybe not necessarily you know hyper growth so to speak, but definitely a track to to get us where we want to go. So it's, it's easy to to get discouraged at times, not seeing the growth or everything else, but. Just knowing that this is, you know, our strategy that we formulated and the path to success, and the, obviously to to scale, um, is important to try to stick to.
1: I was going to say, and us us millennials aren't known for our patience, but we know <laughs> we know that this is a marathon, not a sprint, and that it's going to be a slow build. But we're ready to, you know, buckle up, buckle yep. up,
2: and get started. Um, I'm sure the tangible, the the kind of ground level stuff is actually getting books in the hands of. People. What's the bigger picture idea or the bigger push here, just in terms of getting people access, to stories, increasing discussion, conversation, things like that. The road?
1: Yeah, so our mission is put simply to elevate the individual through the power of reading, and what that means can it can it can range quite widely. Like so, we had we started a book club, just trying to get a community around this idea of reading as a hobby, and we know the benefits of reading whether that's building empathy through fiction or nonfiction, just learning growing your skill set anything um reducing stress yeah i mean the list is endless um, but what we're trying to do is through that mission just again put put books in the hands of people and if they if they even if they don't want to use our service create a community where they can interact with other readers and you know reap those benefits that we just mentioned
2: I know there's a wide world out there to learn about too. So whether it's been um, maybe through the book club or you guys have your own podcast as well, what's been some of the more particularly interesting discussions you think you've had at this point or some of the neat back and forth that you've been able to foster?
0: I think it's, it's with our own podcast. And again, we're just trying to meet people in different spaces and trying to interact with them. And ultimately to, you know, Helium's mission that Ian pointed out, just elevate their lives. They're coming in contact with the Helium brand. But just hearing their stories, you know, on our podcast called Journeymen, it focuses on like a specific moment or their journey through life through, you know, a difficult decision or, you know, maybe a great decision applied with now hindsight that it is great, but just learning and hearing those stories really is a, a tremendous cause of inspiration for us. Because a lot of times, you know, your story is so unique to you, but it needs to be shared for the masses to hear, to tap into, to relate to, to empathize with, to maybe open your eyes and say, wow, you know, they're going out there, they're doing this, being passionate about a greater impact and feeling fulfilled. Maybe I should make that leap and become, you know, a full-time reseller
2: and quit my job or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I'm going to be very honest with you here because this is, this is painful to share, but my mother is a librarian and yet I haven't finished a full-length book in a very long time <laughs> i've uh, i've kind of over the past few years gone much more to magazine so i'll leave i'll read okay. like, form feature articles and some really interesting stuff there on all kinds of different topics but a complete book i'm very embarrassed to say it's been a bit so what is your pitch to people like me who struggle to find the time what are some of those rewarding things that you can only get from actually making your way all the way through a book and, and devoting some time to that in your life
1: Yeah, I would just start off by saying that even if you're reading magazines, reading is reading and you're gonna get something from it. So we definitely encourage that. (laughs) I mean, in terms of books, but I think the the ultimate reward that comes from reading and finishing a book is obviously just a disclaimer, don't finish a book if you don't like it. Feel free to put that down. Don't feel like you have to stick with something you're not enjoying. But when you do finish a book, I think it instills in you a certain level of you know, confidence and achievement. And just, I think that that feeling that kind of harbors within you can translate to a lot of different areas of your life. So you know that you're not only gaining the insights from that one book, or just the lessons that you learn that you can apply to your life, you're also gaining that internal feeling that you can do whatever you set your mind to not like it's a it's a huge accomplishment, but it is something to be proud of.
0: For sure. Yeah. And I mean, that from a, a Helium Books perspective, obviously, we're, we're not trying to force anybody to read. Obviously, we want to encourage it just because we have firsthand felt the the experience and, and power of reading that it can have on a life, and two, it's, it, it can be a lot of fun. So I think a, a lot of obstacles are just like, hey, I don't have enough time, or quite frankly, I don't know what to read. And for us, the latter portion, what we're coming out with later this year is like a subscription box, so you know, like the Dollar Shave Clubs, everything else, where Essentially, we're going to pick handpick books, you know, for you based off of your interest, your likes and everything else and send it to you with the hopes of saying, okay, maybe I'm intimidated by not knowing what to read or, you know, what I might be interested in. So removing that obstacle completely for you so that you're encouraged to do so. And then I guess the former part, the time. Yeah. Ian has a little helpful little guide about how many minutes a day you read and how many books you can read in a year. Yeah, so basically, like I I go to
1: 15 minutes a day of of reading equals 15 books finished per year, obviously, on average, but you can apply that to any any minute level that you want to read. So it's honestly an amazing fact. And you just think you can make 15 minutes of your day, no matter what you're doing or how busy you are or think you are. And you can finish
0: over a book a month yeah you it's could incredible. from if you just read 10 to 15 minutes a day you could read a book a month and 10 to 15 books in a year which is crazy still can't really wrap my head around that but
2: Something like what is my excuse what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> you put it simply like that well let's get into some of the recommendations then since you guys are uh, so well read and, and this is the business let's start maybe personal what uh all-time favorite book for both of you guys what would that be if i put you on the spot? <laughs>
1: Gosh, mine is the one the one that immediately jumps out to me in my head is can't hurt me by David Goggins. He it's an intense book. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's for mature audiences, I would say. <laughs> um, but he is a guy who kind of came a, really a rags to riches kind of thing, but not so much in terms of wealth in terms of his, his well being and his overall health. He just he turned from a 300 pound overweight man doing, you know, termite extermination to a Navy seal and ultramarathoner. So this book just tells his whole story. And it's really just in your face about, you know, no matter where you are, no matter what you've been through, you can you can aspire to anything and reach it if you just really, you know, set your sights on it and get down to work. So for me, that's always something that I think back on even if I haven't read it in a while that inspires me to, you know, keep going.
2: And what's the title of that one again?
1: Can't Hurt Me by David
2: Goggins. Hurt Me. All right, Jacob, what comes to mind for you? yeah i think all-time favorites
0: two to leap out at me one is the diary of anne frank i read that this past summer and it was just tremendous and i found honestly she was hilarious and just like self-deprecating humor and everything else but really just kept hope about her during you know the entire time with her in like the secret annex and and given just the the environment that she was forced to go into but the other book that might be my favorite or my most strongly recommended book for anybody to read is is *Man's Search for Meaning* by Viktor Frankl. So he was a psychiatrist in Vienna in really World War II setting. He actually went to uh, a concentration camp, you know, in Poland and. You know just the entire time his his entire focus was just really on that hope and finding what man's search for meaning really is and it's just basically we we're tasked with this duty and responsibility for life and to live and whatever we end up doing whatever we deem is really worth suffering for is where we should put our time and our energy into so it's a fascinating book a tremendous story if you haven't read it if you haven't heard of victor frankel please read man's search for meaning it will not disappoint
2: some great recommendations there. I will say that it's on the heavier side. So follow-up question would be, how about uh not beach read, but like a lighter read, just one that you burned through that was really fun for you, for both of you. Ooh, I
0: would say Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Yes, so that that one's, yeah, fun read, light read. Again, it's just like these short stories that he's able to intertwine. I know I, I talked about Malcolm earlier on the, the episode, but yeah, Blink, that's a good one. It, you literally will not be able to put it down. Blink and you'll be done, pun intended. <laughs> yeah i would say for me i kind of touched
1: on it earlier the martian by andy weir it does get into really science-y weeds at the start which was almost turned me off to be honest but it really picks up in terms of you know drama and suspense and if you're any if you're anything like me and enjoy space or want to be an astronaut (laughs) one day this is a great one for you and it's it's
2: been made into a movie so read the book and then watch the movie yeah, it's a fantastic movie, too. I, I remember from some of the reviews, it said that book does a really nice job of kind of walking the line between scientists. We're like, hey, this is, this is research. This is fairly yeah. awesome. And then also just a great read and entertaining read as well. It
1: seems totally realistic like this could happen tomorrow. It's Yeah.
2: <laughs> cool. Um, this might be going back a little bit, but if you guys remember, either either growing up or in school or whatever, a book that had been particularly influential on you guys at, a, at an earlier point, something that has always kind of stuck with you. Ooh, that's a good question that is a good question um putting you on the spot with all these i probably should yeah read. yeah yeah
1: yeah. i know like you read a lot of the classics growing yeah. up or middle school and high school
2: well i thought of that jacob because you mentioned diary van frank and like that kind of fits that bill where yeah i remember reading that to some degree when i was in yeah. school or some of those other you know catch 22 and books like that that Honestly, it would probably be good to go back and and see as an adult why those are the classics and why those are. Yeah, and why they're
0: recommended and oftentimes part of curriculum.
1: Yeah, now that you mention it, I did go back and read, I think, a couple classics in 2019, probably, of Mice and Men and The Great Gatsby. And obviously, it's easy to tell why they are classics, but I guess my favorite of the two would be The Great Gatsby, just because it kind of speaks to someone's... like internal desire to be around people but also you know certain like shying away from attention it's 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 a weird like juxtaposition to go through and then there's obviously like the drama and suspense of you know what happens at the end with you know the infidelity and all that but it's a really yeah it's it's, it's hard for me to comprehend when I was in high school, but now reading back on it a couple of years ago,
0: it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And this, this answer might not be what anyone's looking for, but I'll go back to that summer reading program. And a lot of the books that I loved as a kid were like these magic treehouse house kids, not they're like a chapter book series. And basically they would, I think it was like a brother and a sister. And they would go into their little treehouse, and basically they would just pretend, but they just got transported either to. Like a different time you know throughout history or everything kind of went through and lived in this time period for. I mean a little snapshot, maybe a day I can't really remember, but it was really fun because you got to learn some things with some historical context so it's almost like a historical fiction book almost or series so that was really fun i enjoyed that as a kid and just another way to to prove that that reading whether it be historical fiction can still learn something and still have fun at the same time yeah
2: it's been uh really interesting business i do the past year or so because you kind of get this feeling that you're like living in history this is going to be in textbooks for years <laughs> year. the thing that we've experienced when it comes to the pandemic and the protests for racial justice and all the rest any books that come to mind that that really speak to either the moment we're in right now, or that would really help give someone perspective, perspective. On where we're at as a as a country, as a world? Yeah, I know that
1: both of us we wanted to take it upon ourselves to read books, to, you know, expand our understanding of you know race in America and how it's affected people of color and minorities. And I know one book that we both wrote is How to Be Anti-Racist by Ibram Kendi, and that just is like a it's a crash course on everything that's happened throughout history in this country and how we can go about fixing it. And it's really just enlightening to read what these people have gone through. Because I mean, you grow up and you you get an education and especially when you're younger, you're not really comprehending like the gravity of what happened um, centuries ago, or even decades ago. But to hear that it's still continuing today in all these, you know, more covert ways is just really eye opening. And maybe you can speak to it further, Jacob. But yeah. for me, it was just, I
0: mean, probably the most important book I read this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting way, I guess, that Dr. Kennedy wrote the book, because it's one coming from his own personal narrative and struggle with, you know, racism as a, as a black man in America, but it's also, again, that providing that historical context, but giving the reader plenty of ammo of what it truly means to be anti-racist and really identifying, you know, racist policies and those racist powers that are creating those policies that are you know, quite frankly, oppressing and continuing to oppress people of color and, you know, poor people. And so like this book is just provides tremendous insight and takeaways of, hey, this is what you need to do. If you want to be, you know, an ally, it's not just a switch that you can do. Oh, yeah, today, I feel like I want to fight for justice to, you know, today, I'm tired, I I really don't want to. I think there's a quote by MLK, in a book I'm reading now, And it's to be ignorant to evil, is being an an accomplice to it. So so just being able to have that choice to to turn off that switch on and off, you're really uh, being an accomplice to evil and, and going right alongside with those racist powers and racist policies.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's well said for sure. Um, how about something that's that's on your guys' list to read? You guys are obviously uh, have checked a lot of those off the list over the years as avid readers, but what's something that you're really looking forward to getting to?
0: Yeah, I think a book for me, and it's it's actually up next. I already have the book, but I just have to finish this book to the book I'm reading now to read it. It's called Bad Feminist by Roxanne Gray. And kind of to, to harp on that same like what it means to be an anti-racist is really taking a deeper dive at looking at those intersectionalities of where racism, you know, plays a part whether that's through, you know, sex, through socioeconomic status, through um, sexual orientation, a plethora of other things and really doing our part to to understand and fighting for what it means to be human and actually express like an agape love unconditional love for for all people And so that's a book i want to start challenging myself to or at least a theme to start reading and start exploring for me so that's one i'm really excited about to to read next
1: yeah for me i just had to consult my my reading list here (laughs) but i think the next one that's up for me is a book called delivering happiness it's the story of you know jeff bezos and how he started amazon and for me the reasons for wanting to read that is one if we're going to compete not like we're going to actually compete with Amazon, at least for not, not for years, not Watch out, Jeff.
2: Bring it <laughs> I mean, on. Learn,
1: learn about how they got their start and how they rose to such high high prominence and, you know, in America and the world. And then just also, another, I love founder stories and how they kind of, they took that jump, took on all that risk and still, you know, March forward with their vision and their strategy, despite all the all the outside noise and the, and the troubles that were coming their way. So it's one inspiring, and two educational, and for me, that's that's the perfect combo in a book. It's
2: still crazy to me to remember like Amazon was just up college textbooks for cheaper than the bookstore at campus, and now they're like kings of the like, <laughs> yeah,
1: right. And it's amazing to think of what his vision was even at the time. It's just probably not even where it is today. So that visionary mindset is in, yeah inspiring all
2: right this might be a little bit of an odd question and i'm going to take the martian off the board here for you but a book that you think has actually translated well to a movie or tv show or the tv show or movie just completely bombed what is a very good book you can take it uh either way you want to go there
0: so this this one's easy for me it's uh holes that was oh (laughs) my favorite books growing up i actually want to say we we read it as like a family and then i think i reread it again but Love the book, you know, with Stanley Yelnats. I think they call that what a uh, palindrome? Yep, palindrome. like yeah, <laughs> palindrome like race car, Hannah with an H at the end. But uh yeah, that I thought the, the movie was exceptional too. It was. Yeah, I mean, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, you couldn't have cast a good. better crew. I mean, the story, the plots, everything else. Yeah, that was that was, that was great. Nice. Yeah, for
1: me, I haven't read many. <laughs> books that have been translated into movies, but the last I can remember was probably middle school reading The Hobbit. From what I remember, obviously books are more detailed than the movies, but from what I remember, I really enjoyed the book and then the movie just kind of kind of got forgotten. I obviously watched it, but for me, the 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 takeaways and what happened in the book and the entertainment that I got from it really stuck with me more than the movie. So. Obviously, it's hard to condense like a hundred hundreds of page long novel into like a, a movie. Even though The Hobbit is a really long movie, but um, or maybe even a series of movies. But yeah, I think the books
0: usually do a better job. I would I would agree. I think the book The Hobbit was better than the movie.
2: I don't I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this. I will never forget this. So the Harry Potter books are really influential for me because they kind of transition as i was it was whatever age i was at the time really worked out well where like the first couple books my mom read to me and then i was basically like getting better as a reader throughout the books coming out and whatnot so kind of grew up with the characters and And i'll never forget seeing the first movie and i had this great picture of what harry and the characters and everything like that looks like in my world i saw the movie and it wasn't quite the same and i've never been able to remember like what they looked like it's one of those things where like yeah, fine, but it does kind of yeah. affect, like your forever impact, like your own imagination, your own views on stuff.
1: Hundred percent, yeah. I I know a lot of people who actually go through that same experience, and they're just like, "Oh, this isn't how I imagined, and this isn't how it's supposed to be in the book," and it, it can cause a lot of frustration. But you stick with what you want. I
0: guess. Yeah, for me, it was Katniss Everdeen. In the to kill or to kill my locking like, <laughs> Jay and just everything, the entire series, and I was just like unbelievable when I saw like nothing against Jennifer Lawrence, obviously. Yeah, she did a had a was terrific in that series, but just not at all what I had in
2: my mind. All right, well, big chats to Jennifer Lawrence and Jeff Bezos. I like it. <laughs> 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 yep. I'll, I'll wrap this up because you guys have been really nice with the time here. Um, you've kind of hinted a little bit what's coming next, but what are you looking forward to when it comes to the, the business side of this continuing to grow and expand here? in and maybe beyond?
1: Yeah. So in terms of our, our plan for 2021, we have some key things that we want to roll out here in the next couple of months. So it's really exciting time and busy time for us. But like you said, at the outset, it's a good busy. We're launching a, a new website at the start of March, or at least that's the timeline. If not, and soon soon thereafter and then we'll be launching a crowdfunding campaign to as of right now we've put Jacob and I put in all the money to you know launch and grow this business to the point it is today. So now we're looking to kind of expand our investor pools so to speak and get support from our growing community of friends and family and then the helium family in general. And then after that, as Jacob mentioned, is that subscription box coming out in the summer um, to kind of attract aspiring readers. Right now we do a good job, I think, of you know, providing a service to people who like to read already and are avid readers and just trying to get people who, you know, as we talked about earlier, maybe have the idea of reading in their mm-hmm. head and just need that extra push. So the, the three big things
0: that we have lined up
1: for. Did I yeah. miss
0: anything? Yeah, you did. Yeah, we're also going to be officially <laughs> oh. charging for our services.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: bit. yeah. <laughs> so right now we're actually uh, free. So which is honestly, it's crazy. We've been free since September 2019. So we're finally making that jump later this spring of, of charging for our services, have a couple unique packages that would be available for like the Avid readers, maybe not so Avid readers. So there's a nice balance between the two. And then we also are are going through a little uh interview process for like a a marketing intern as well as like a a tech and user experience web development uh intern so that's been fun for us so we're really excited to to add you know future members to the helium family at least through you know the spring and really lean on on their expertise and you know those those competencies that they can help us out with
1: yeah and then long term we're just looking to continue to grow that impact so what we do with every order is we donate a dollar to local causes that kind of align with our mission and just look to elevate milwaukee and its people mm-hmm. um so we'll continue that once we start charging and just looking to continue to you know grow that monetary impact and then just get more involved you know boots on the ground in the community with our our alien family and ideally start expanding across wisconsin and then Who knows? The nation.
0: Yeah. Again, watch out, Jeff.
2: (laughs) World. Yeah, exactly. Last quick thing. uh, Heliumbooks.com. Is that where people go or what's the the way to track you guys down? Yep.
1: Heliumbooks.com is where they can find us, place orders, and then follow us across social media, all the main platforms at Helium Books. Perfect.
2: Thank you, guys. It's fun to hear about this. I know it's a big jump for you guys going into this whole new venture. So best of luck to you. And it seems like a, a really wonderful thing you guys are doing for our area. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, appreciate you, Carl.
0: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you once again to Ian and Jacob for all the time and all the ideas, too. If any of those books sparked an interest, we did put the full list on our website, fox You just have to find the web article for this podcast. And speaking of, a thank you to the two people you don't hear from who do so much to make this happen. That would be Dave Machuda and Sarah Smith here at the station. They also work on the other podcast from Fox 6, Open Record, from the Fox 6 Investigators. If you're interested in Definitely Milwaukee or Open Record, please leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform, and you can find any of our previous episodes on that same website, fox6now.com.